What's up, everybody? Welcome to the High Jiu Jitsu Podcast. Maddie, we're live. We're on air. Hello. How are we? <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. How are you? I'm good. It's all right, Maddie. So, we're here again. Um, and we have a really fun, interesting, exciting episode to talk about, as usual. And this is a really interesting one, Maddie. How to visit another school and feel good about it. I really like this. Mm. Um, so let me get started. I'm going to go straight into it, Maddie. Now, Hai Jiu Jitsu began as the Jiu Jitsu commune, right? Yeah. It's a place where BJJ practitioners of all teams and all affiliations could come in and learn and train and hang out and have fun with the art of Jiu Jitsu. And there were a lot of reasons why I did this at the start. Um, you were there with me, like kind of every step of the way, because oh, sorry, you were at um, SPMA with me. So I started, you know, um, Sinizik Pirosh Martial Arts in Majors Bay Road, Concord. I started, um, you know, and then Maddie, probably a couple of years later, yep. jumped on board as well. Um, <clears throat> and it was, I was Maddie. Just a little bit of context, a little bit of background. I was extremely extremely passionate about jits when i when i got started with it mm. and i've always been a pretty like passionate kid you know if i've done something i've done it like with all my heart and soul or i haven't done it at all like you know a little bit all or nothing um and with jiu-jitsu the moment i started it was all you know and just wanted i wanted it i wanted all of it um and so i kind of i've always when i started jiu-jitsu i've always kind of been have had an eye to my, having my own school. I really mm. have. That's that's honestly the case, because I could never ever. To me, it was the most perfect, awesome profession there was. That, that, that that's available to me ever. Sounds. You know? That's how it sounds to me too. Yeah, like I, I just the thought of it was awesome, especially at a time when you know I wasn't really didn't really have much else, like happening like that that I was really interested re- interested in, you know. I was pre- went to uni and you know had other opportunities but nothing really shone the way the way you know like the, the thought of running a jiu-jitsu school um it, it was very very attractive to me so you know um the jiu-jitsu commune came about where i was a purple belt at the time um and i didn't think i was ready to start a school by myself as the head coach you know like um i had wanted to win many more championships and mm. do MMA fights and all of that stuff. Um, <clears throat> but the reason why the Jiu-Jitsu commune um, was very, like the thought of that was attractive to me and the thought being just a spot where, like an open mat, where people can come in and train and, and learn and um, not really be forced into any um, particular um, affiliation or representation. Um, that thought came to me for a couple, like numerous reasons. There was one time that uh, I think I was, I was definitely, a, I was a bluebird at the time, you know, and I was at SPMA because I was um, studying at Macquarie University. So, you know, before I'd go for lectures or I'd skip lectures and just yep. go to class and then go do the, do the tutorials. Only the classes that they took the role is the ones that I'd show up to. All the other ones, I just, I'd just go back and I'd start trading, you know, you know, um, you know, um, message one of my peers. You know, mm-hmm. and we get to studying the guard and sweeps and submissions rather than Textbooks. constitutional law and property law and all that disgusting stuff, which I hated at the time. So, you know, like it was close to uni, which is why I'd go to, which is why I started at SPMA. Um, you know, it was during a uni break, and I wasn't going out to ride, and you know, so Concord is a little bit more out of my way. And I knew that there was a school in Marrickville, you know, and I lived in Elwood, so Marrickville's pretty close. And it was um, Ryan Gracie Academy in Marrickville, which is now, you know, Mario Yokoyama, my BJJ. Okay. Um, <clears throat> they're now in Camperdown, but they first started on Cook Road in, um, in Marrickville. You know, and I was curious. You know, I wanted to see how other schools trained and, you know, what other, like, academies were like around Sydney. Um, I'd been to Brazil for a long time, a good about six, seven months at the time. Yep. Um, and I, you know, I was practicing Portuguese and I was like getting conversational with it. And so I was kind of keen to, you know, 
learn from like a like see what a brazilian teacher's like you know and just mm-hmm. like train there a little bit to be honest and um you know um it was like five minutes from my house as well so it was convenient too so you know i went in there um met some of the some some of their students and i you know got to have a role with some boys and girls um that i'd met at the competitions mm-hmm. um <clears throat> billy he's one of the one of the guys there i remember i, I trained with him with we did a um, an open weight match, and he beat me in the open weight on points. And then um, he was like, "Hey man, come over, come train in Marrickville." So I was like, "Yeah, that's, yeah. A, that's a nice opportunity. I'll go there and train with him." Um, so I went there and I had fun, you know. And I thought I thought it was it was enjoyable, it was interesting. There were a few people that were like were training pretty hard. There were very different techniques. I remember Mario taught the class very differently, um, different vibes that I got from my than I had from SPMA. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I, I count myself like a, a respectful person. So I was going there with like with respect. And mm-hmm. um, I don't know if my jiu-jitsu was very respectful, but I, I wasn't being an asshole. Like I guarantee that I wouldn't have been an asshole going in there to mm-hmm. a new school or anything like that. Um, so I thought we were having fun, you know, like after after a couple of the classes, I you know, went to lunch with some of those boys mm-hmm. and um, I, I was enjoying myself, you know, yep. it was cool. Um, and it might have been the third visit that I was there. And then after that class, um, it was a great class, nice hit out. Um, I went up to the front desk, you know, to, to, to pay for my casual. And Professor Mario um, pulls me aside. <clears throat> he said, like, respectfully this is, but he said that the fact that his school competes with SPMA you know, and there's like there's competitions going about. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not right that I train at his school whilst also training at SPMA. So he said, if you want to keep coming in here, get a membership. Otherwise, essentially, don't come back yeah. in a way. And honestly, he wasn't being like um, rude about it one bit. Um, and you know, I I didn't I didn't take offense to it back then. I remember, but it did strike me as really really odd. You know that. I couldn't go in there and I couldn't, you know, learn with them and train with them, you know. Um, not to mention, I told a- Anthony Perosh what I was doing and he's never good at hiding his emotions, <laughs> you know, but like, but, you know, but he told me, he's like, hey, like, you know, why are you doing that? You're not, you're not coming to this school. What's wrong with you? You know, and I, and I was saying, look, man, but sometimes you know it takes me like half an hour 40 minutes to get here you know yeah. on you know from elwood like and that's hard and he had like zero sympathy for that he goes because he was when he was in dallas texas training with um carlos machado he was living like like an hour and a half away or something from the academy but he wow. he would go there all the time to train with carlos so he would make the effort you know so he expected his students to make the effort as well and Looking back, I think that's fair. I really do. Like, you know, it's not, it wasn't a big drive. Elwood to Concord wasn't that big a drive. So I think that was me as a kid kind of just wanting to, um, I think I was just curious more than anything to train somewhere else. Um, so initially, Maddie, I was like, I was taken aback for doing, I feel like I, I'd done wrong, but I hadn't done any wrong. Yeah. Do you think I'd done any wrong? No. Well, what's the... Um the word they call it the Portuguese word Creonchi 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 you're a traitor (laughs) well no you're not look I don't think there's anything wrong with it that's a big part of it you know like um, like how could it be a problem that that I wanted some extra training was it wrong to get in some extra rounds with people that I hadn't trained with before and to see different games and different techniques that I hadn't experienced before Um, was I was I Doing harm was my question. Um, cross training, as you said, it's been a, it's been a hot topic of discussion in in jujitsu for a very long time, mm-hmm. you know. And initially, like it'd be a, a Eurocreonchi, you know. But mm-hmm. then, but then, you know, Holes Gracie kind of put that to bed. Holes would go around training like different martial arts, mm-hmm. you know, and and experiencing different like ways of training and that. So. I guess to an extent, Creonchi is more like, you know, like within jiu-jitsu, training yes. at different schools. Um, but with that being said, there's definitely been people throughout history who have trained elsewhere. And I think some gyms 
who are way like who are mega i don't know if conservative is the word or you know just super traditional i don't even think tradition's the word i think you know if that's how they think you know like very like ex like close close-minded exclusive way of thinking that if you train elsewhere then you're betraying me then that could be the problem from the instructor you know that yeah. that's the creonchi coming out um, but you know that, that it could also be an ego thing on the way of the, uh, the 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 coach as well. I mean, he's afraid that maybe I'm just bring it out there that the coach could be afraid that this student my my jujitsu is not good enough. He thinks that going over there, he's now going to be better. Yeah, you know, especially when it's two different gyms that are kind of competing in competition at high level or high level against each other. Yeah, high you know? level. High level. Yes. When and like so, you know. A little Sydney, you know, New South Wales competitions. I wouldn't say that's high level. No. And but if that's <coughs> a focus of your gym, and you've got a lot of guys who people, not guys, but a lot of uh, individuals within your gym who want to compete, and that's a focus of the gym, then regardless of whether it's high level or not, it's it, there's going to be more ego in that. I yeah. think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because it's more about winning or losing than, say, just surviving. Yeah, and I, and definitely those two schools that I'm talking about are very competition heavy. And when you go to a New South Wales state comp, then those two those They're two schools heavy feature record. heavily. Yep. You know, so on that on that path, I understand. On the other path, you know, back then I was thinking we want to make the like Sydney Jiu Jitsu better. Mm. So within Sydney Jiu Jitsu, you got SPMA and MyBJJ and Gracie Baja and all these different ones. Um, but then if you want the entire community to rise and improve, then, you know, with that being said, I feel like there's a part of it that, you know, it's good to cross-train. It's not a bad thing. I think it's, I think it's incredibly good to feel a, another style, another expression of the same art. Yes, and there are numerous, there are many, many different expressions. Yes. Um, interpretations of the techniques. Mm-hmm. We say that now, you know, high is different to what SPMA was, for yeah. example. Um well, you know, it is. So ultimately, this kind of this thinking, and it was, to be honest, a little bit of frustration at the time. Um, that's what it was like a bit of a loyalty crisis, you know, and that, yeah. that's what led to the that's, that was the creation of the politics and affiliation free BJJ commune. Yes. As you remember, because you were like one of the first people to come in here. Man, I just saw it as an opportunity to get to train more often. I mean, why wouldn't you jump at it? Did you like that's all you wanted? Like, did you want to? I didn't um, come here expecting classes, I expected to come in and get to feel other bodies, yeah, uh, and and learn stuff, you know, still learn, but practice, honestly, yeah. So, you just wanted mat time, yeah, mat time, yeah. That was about it was about seven years ago that this all happened, and a lot's changed since then, yeah. I'm a school owner now. And this territory comes with a very, it comes with different perspectives. You know, this is something um, I actually really enjoy the fact that I have to go back on my opinions and my thoughts back when I was a student, back when I was a younger student, you know, less experienced student. And I look back now as a black belt, as a, as a gym, a school owner um, with a lot more experience in the art. And I kind of see what's going on a little bit different. It's a different perspective, at least. And I really like that, Maddie. I like the fact that my opinions, I can, I can, I feel that my opinions um, have evolved, you know, since then, mm. um, which I, you know, I like. And now I can definitely see both sides of the debate too. So, our question for today, um, or you know, like for like the theme of this episode is: Is it a bad thing to cross train? Is that is it bad? No, I don't think so There's either. Definitely benefits to doing it. There are many benefits to cross training for sure. Now, with this being said, there are a few tips to consider in order, like when you are visiting other schools, in order to remain on the both on the right side of both parties. Make sense, Maddie? Absolutely. Okay, um, and you know, maybe it's a good time to um, bring in the fact that. <clears throat> past few weeks i guess with lockdown things have been a little bit unsettled we've had a lot of um, some numerous i should say um high jiu-jitsu students train at different mm-hmm. schools as well um and it's been very interesting yeah you just know after that mat time 
yeah, they're after the mat time, and you know, our students want to get some different feels. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I think it's it's a fitting time because it's not easy stepping into a different school. No, you know, it's really not like because there's you know different cultures inherent at the school, mm-hmm. different techniques, different yep. vibes, um, D- different like styles, styles, different people. Yep, clearly, you people know, you've and, never met. Yeah, that's like it's like going into a gym again for the first time. You know what? Like, there's an element of that when you walk into someone else's gym. I remember the first time you walked into a gym before you'd done any martial arts. There's that level of intimidation there. I don't know. I, I, that's what I found when I when I first walked into SPMA yeah. many moons ago. You walk in. There's big fighters, like there's big big beefy boys kicking heavy bags, sparring going on. You know, you watch the rolling and. For your first time, it can be intimidating, especially when there's people you can see are like legitimate weapons. Yes. You know, you walk in, you see brown belts and black belts. You're like, oh, God, what is, what am I going to, you know, what's going to happen? Yeah. And it's the same thing. And even when, you know, now I'm, I'm a purple belt, I walk into a gym. I'm still like, I wonder what these complete randoms are going to bring. I don't know what is going to happen. As you said, there's so many different parts to it, culture, styles, yep. people. It, it's an intimidating thing. Is it, is it exciting? Yes. Is it scary? No. Well, I mean, it depends. I mean, if you walk into a gym and it's full of like, imagine like the big Dutch Viking people yeah. who are like six foot six and they're all just built. Staring at you. Yeah. Fresh <laughs> meat. Like kind of gritting their teeth. Yeah. <laughs> all of them like cauliflowery. Yeah. That's going to be like a bit like, oh God, what am I getting in for? Yeah. If every single one of them has collie. <laughs> yes. Okay. Well... <laughs> I feel the same way, you know, and I, th- I think um, it's a different environment and that different environment means that there are things that we have to take into consideration. Now, first on the list is I don't think, I don't like, don't take it wrong. Take it however you want, to be honest, but you don't need to ask for permission, but I think it's a good idea that you run it past your coach. Mm. Hey, coach. I'm going to, you know, they've invited me to an open mat. My friend trains at, you know, X gym and he really wants me to go in. So I'm thinking about going there for a trial. You know, um, some, you're not a slave to your coach. Mm. Your coach doesn't own you. It's a free world. It is. It's a free world. It's okay. <laughs> you know, um, and you can do it as you please. Mm. I understand that, you know, because yes, you know, you're a paying member. Mm. I want to speak about it for you. Like you're a paying member, Matty. You pay high jiu-jitsu um and so you don't like necessarily owe us anything you know like you can do as you please you're your own entity even though you you wear the high jiu-jitsu um hoodie as you can see right there you know and you represent high jiu-jitsu um i can't you don't own me i don't own you no i don't and i understand that um (laughs) But you also call me your coach for a reason, right? Yeah. Why? Because I learned from you. Yes. Is that it? Loyalty. I I don't even think it's like loyalty. It's like, I mean, I like you as a person, but if you're a shit coach, I wouldn't keep paying you. Yeah. (laughs) 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 Look, what I'm trying to get at is like there's mutual respect, right? (laughs) <laughs> I respect you yeah. as a student of the school and you respect, you know, what we've built here and what I offer you as a coach. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and that's why you're there mm-hmm. to train and to learn, you know, mm-hmm. um, and it goes like our relationship goes through that guise of respect first, because if there isn't respect between you and I, then what are we doing? We're just kind of getting at each other's, um, yeah. just getting angry at each other. We don't, if I, it's if just I, a bad environment. If I don't respect my coach, am I ever going to listen to the advice he gives me? Do you listen to the advice of anyone? Like if you don't respect someone, why would you like, uh, already you're Your on brain the- Your brain shut off, yeah, yeah, already. There's already a wall. Yeah. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> yes. Um, and so that's the thing. Like that's what I'm assuming that there is ample respect between you and I as like student and coach relationship. Mm-hmm. You're a coach as well, so that kind of changes things as well. But you know, um, let's just assume that like it's just consider the typical student coach relationship. Well, the, the coach then also has respect for this. It's, it's not like a one way street. No, that's my point. It's a two way street. Mm. Okay, 
Um, so it makes sense for you to have a chat with mm. your coach and say, yeah. hey, coach, these are my plans. Is there anything I want to know about beforehand? It also cuts off any like chance of insecurity. If and he goes, why didn't they tell me later after the fact? In a know? way, yeah, because if you don't tell me, like, and I just it? see you on you know the story of yeah some a gym, then I'm like, hold on, like What's okay, fine, yeah. you know, I'm not gonna depends. It depends on the situation. I don't think I'd get angry. Like anger isn't the word, but um, but you be. I think it's just cons- like it's consideration, right? Like, uh, there's a word for that. There's always kind of in the back of your head, there's the, the possibility you'll go, why is that person over there training? Yeah. And then maybe, like, if you'd asked me, okay, let's say Benny Marks goes to Sydney West Martial Arts. Shout out to Lukey and yep. all the crew over there. I'd say, Benny, like, they're very good with your legs. Like, just tap early. <laughs> That's what I'd say. Yep. And I think Benny, of course, Benny knows what to expect there as well, but maybe he didn't. You know, maybe he kind of... He hasn't got the knowledge of, you know, um, leg locks just yet. And I know that Luke loves his leg locks, and I, lo- and I could imagine the room would be full of leg lockers, yep. which would be awesome. You know, I'm excited to go come down there one day and train. Um, but I just say to, one, to my student, I'd give him a little bit of advice. Hey, like, get ready to tap, like, the moment they, like, they grab your legs. And I'd also say, learn from them as much as you can. Yeah. Like, yes, go learn. I, I'd give my, my my thumbs up to Benny going to there yeah, for sure I would but it didn't take him much to to ask me either you know and just yeah. kind of hey I'm think I'm gonna go there you know what do you reckon I, because if you do respect your coach then you wouldn't necessarily like get worried that he'll say no don't go there you're not allowed you're not allowed to train anywhere else because that might ruin the whole idea of respect mm. if yeah, you wanted absolutely. to go somewhere Maddie and I'm like no man you only train at higher you're not my mom well, yeah, it's like, like, bro, like, shut up, you know, but, um, but like, okay, I, I, put it this way, if, if, let's just say you and I are just friends mm-hmm. and you said, I don't want you talking to that person just because get out of here. <laughs> like I'll do what I want. Like, exactly. Like I'll talk to it. That person's my friend. Why would I not talk to him? Who because are you to I tell said me, so. Who are you to tell me? Like, I'm not allowed to talk to people. I agree, you know, and I'm like... Look, if that person stabbed you, stabbed someone and is actually a psychopath, then sure, there's a good reason for that. But yeah. if, if it's just, I don't want you to. So there need, the there's with, something behind that. There, need, yeah. there needs to be some reasoning. Yep. So, you know, like what I could do, or what a coach could do, they could message the, the other coach and let them know to look after you. Hey, my, my student Manny's coming, yep. you know, he's a good guy. Just keep yeah. an eye out for him. Absolutely. You know? And then the, then the other coach would be like, oh, hold on, you know, yeah. Hey, Maddie, how you going? You know, yep. John said that you're coming, welcome. So already the, the relationship's gotten off to a better a better start from, from the beginning. Um, maybe I'd say, hey, don't go to that gym. Go, go to this one. That's in the area as well. Oh, you're going to, yeah. oh, you're going for, you're going to travel in Melbourne? Mm, go to this school instead of this one. You know, that's, that's something that I could say as well. And yeah. as a coach, I think, you know, you could, you would consider it. You'd listen to it. And maybe you'd still go to the other gym. So be it. at least I kind of told you what I ex- what I thought, mm. and you made your own decision. So it's not like you went there without any warning beforehand. For example, you know. So I think um, when you don't ask for permission, it feels as though you're going behind the coach's back. As we said before, even if you aren't, mm. you know, if you don't say anything, it's as though that like you're kind of hiding in a little, like a little bit. Um, and or you don't value the opinion or the thoughts of your teacher, mm. you know, or, or you're not happy case, with your current environment. That's possibility. Like if I had a student like go into another school and I did recently, um, because said student wasn't really training, hasn't been training with us. Mm. And I saw him at, uh, at another school. And like, I, maybe naturally, I'm not gonna look at, the, look at that and say, oh, that's cool, this person's training there, yay. Mm. I'm gonna be like, like my thought, my mind goes to, oh, hold on, he's training there, but he hasn't come to this school. Like, yeah, yeah. why? What's going on? There must be a bit of an issue. Yep. You know, and if I cared, I'd be like, hey, man, how's it going? Is there anything, you know, that anything up? What's going on? You know, yeah. is that is that being protective? Is that you know being um, too boisterous? I guess, or like too like enthusiastic. I don't. I don't see an issue with it. I just don't. I don't see an issue with any like with that. Like just, um, just running it past your coach. Dude, what's what is wrong with opening a communication channel? 
to get better understanding. Aren't we coming to jujitsu to get a better understanding of jujitsu? So what's wrong with using jujitsu and getting a better understanding of what's happening in a dynamic with this person's learning? You're trying mm. to be a good teacher. You want to understand how you can be a best teacher for them. The only way you can do that is through a dialogue. Agreed. Yes. Um, so have a dialogue with your teacher. That's a good that's what, right what there. What was the thing from Precision Nutrition? How to be? You posted it. You re- shared it. How to be a better dad? You know, you got to sit down and actually t- ask your your son once he's old enough, of course. How can oh, I be a better dad to Dr. You? John Barati? Yeah, Barati. Follow that. Follow that page, people, if you haven't already. Dr. Yeah. John Barati is the he's um, an intelligent man. He was a founder of Precision Nutrition, and they've sold the company, but I think he still works with, through them with them. Um, very intelligent man. Yeah, very so, you know, intelligent. Yeah, like, um, how do you be a better? How can I? How can I serve? You? How can I be a better dad? How can yeah. I be a better Teacher. coach? Mm. How can I be a better coach, Maddie? You know that 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 question right there is beneficial because I do want to know what you think. I yeah. really do. Like I really like I do care. And I want to make, I want to improve myself as well. So number two, call or message the coach or staff at the other school and ask if it's also okay with them. Mm. You know, um, with this being said, I understand that, you know, you, you, you're, you could be very liberal and you think everyone should train together. Hashtag train with everyone. Mm-hmm. Dave Camarillo has a, has a saying, train with everyone. And I, like, I like it. Yeah. I really do. But in saying that, I think it's every school owner's prerogative to either accept casual visits or not. And just because you think it's a good idea doesn't mean that he wants you there necessarily. Mm. It's just, again, that's just like free, it's a free world. <laughs> um, so don't, don't assume, you know, on the other side that everything will be okay if you just rocked up to a gym. Yep. You know, and like it's not even nothing, anything sinister. It doesn't have to be anything sinister. Um, you know, whilst like some gym owners don't appreciate having students from different schools on their mats, or there might be a class that's better for visitors than others, you know, or a special circumstance at the school that you ought to know about before showing up. Like maybe we're running a, a Feldenkrais workshop on this day. So if someone wants to come in, just, you know, text me and say, hey, is yep. this week a good time? And if it is a higher belt, I'd probably tell them to come in on a Wednesday night. That's usually when... Yeah, when the more rollings happen. Cause a bit more rolling happens and, you know, we go a little bit more, like, deep on the technique. And, you know, I'd kind of... I'd push them a little bit away from... That intro. Well, not... A, yeah, it just depends on the person as well. Um, oops. So, yes. Um, so, it's a good idea to hit up the school beforehand and let yep. them know about your plans. Even, like... Yeah, I think every time I've visited another gym, I've done the same thing. When I was in Miami, I went... I was going... I never actually went, funnily enough to the Valente brothers. Oh yeah. Um, I popped in and was like, hey, can I come? Do you accept visitors? Popped in, saw them, found out when the class was, never actually made it. Yeah. But I still went in and asked the question like long in advance of the class to mm. make sure it was gonna be acceptable. You could have called them, you could have maybe Facebook messaged or uh, something, something. Exactly. Hit them up on their website. There's you know? always a way you can reach out. I did the same thing in Italy. Yeah, um, there you go, yes. So, and you reached out first. Yes. And what did they say? They actually didn't respond. Yeah, well, there you go. So, but at least you kind of you I can, tried, you can rock it, up and say, "Hey guys, you know, I, I tried to uh, message you, but actually, I don't know if that, anyone got it." That's another thing. I even there, I went there uh, at a in advance. I ended up going down there like uh, at the lunchtime, even though they only had night classes. Yeah. I walked in at lunch. We went past. They were open. Said hello. That's yeah, it. That's it. That's what she wrote. So the next one, I like this. Smile. Mm. when you walk in all the time <laughs> yeah. um, and be the friendly person you usually are smile mm. could just put that f- smile full stop you know um, this point Maddie it's the nature of Jiu-Jitsu schools that, have, that they have different cultures inherent you know Sam, uh, I remember Sammy telling me about his previous school everyone would be on with like with headphones and pre-workouts you know like just really kind of getting themselves ready psyched up for a hard you know hard session of training that's not that's at our not school fun. well it's up like that people enjoy it there so people enjoy it mm. fine sure at our school i don't think you'll get like it's not as intense <laughs> you know it's people just kind of just usually on the mats like excuse me having a stretch or yeah just having a chat you know um it just it just varies um some schools definitely they smile more than other schools yep 
Um, we're a smiling school. Certainly. So somebody who comes in with like a with a angry face ready to go, he's going to stand out a little bit at our school, I feel, because everyone, or he's going to get drowned out. That that intensity is going to get drowned out by everyone just being like, hey, man, how's it yeah, going? Everyone's being just too nice. Yeah. Like, <laughs> hey, hello. Everyone's saying hello, introducing Hold on. Themselves. I don't need to be frowning. I don't yeah. need to be like, you know, getting myself ready for a hard session. And you do see it, man. You see people, some, come, some people coming in, they don't know what to expect. And then... Like the first interaction that I have with them, I, I set the tone, I feel. So like usually I'm like, hey man, how's it going? Like just make them feel welcome mm-hmm. and just kind of work on their expectations for the class, you know, and for the vibe and for all of that and say, hey man, like we're pretty chill. Like um, feel free to have a, a, a little stretch out on the mats, you know, crack a few jokes with them, you know, just trying to trying to gauge, you know, to see how like what where they're at. Mm-hmm. Um, and sure, you might be feeling a little bit of nervous excitement, you know, to be there, which is what we we're talking about before. But either way, your smile is telling people that you come with a pleasant intentions, and you come in peace. Yeah. You're ready to learn and be friendly and have fun. Why else would you be going to a school? You know, it's where you have fun. Yes, if you go there to have fun, then I think everything will be okay. Uh, as long as your definition of fun isn't Habib smashing people. Well, that's that's coming up soon. That's definitely coming up. It's a but, bit of a, um, but usually the Khabib smasher isn't going to be like smiling. No. But they can be very easily. Look, also be thankful post-class. Yeah. Make an effort to approach the instructor, even if you have to wait a little bit for them to, you know, stop talking to somebody else or finish class or finish teaching somebody something. Um, wait for them and personally thank them for their hospitality because... Uh, a, a teacher of another school doesn't need to accept you or teach you anything, but they did, they do, and that's why you're expressing your gratitude to them. Yeah, to have, have that come in with the same respect, respect that you'd have for your own coach. Yes, yes, very important. Mm. Even if, like, but you also don't have the rapport that you've built with your no, coach, you don't have with this a, guy. So, But respect isn't rapport. I'm still going to come yes. in and be, hi, how are you? I'm going to shake your hand. Yep. As, as, you, as everything you just said, you know, be gracious, say thank you at the end of the class. Yep. Don't just go, all right, class is over, disappear. Talk to the coach afterwards, say thank you. And they'll appreciate it for sure. For, yes, that's necessary. Because i tell you why, people, as a gym owner, like it's not your casual fee that I care about. I don't care about that. Mm. You know, I want everybody to have a good class. Um, so there's a lot like, hmm. You haven't, you haven't um, given, how can I say this? You don't reciprocate it necessarily by just paying a casual fee. Okay, I did a class, I paid a casual fee, now we're square. It's like there's more to this than just the fee on the mats. You know, it's like it's a relationship that you're trying to build, that you're building, that it's an experience that the person's just given you. So mm-hmm. say thanks, you know, if you enjoyed it. And even if you yeah. didn't, thank you. Thanks for letting me in your school. Thanks for letting me survive it and like yeah. live to, you know, um, either come back or not. Thanks whatever. for not giving me the big gorilla over there. Yeah, <laughs> whatever the case may be. Okay, um, number four, this is an important one. When you go to a different school, when you're visiting another school, you ready? Yes. You see? I'm, I'm listening. Be there to learn. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Two ears, one mouth. For reasons. <laughs> yep. Don't attempt to go in and show off your technique and your understanding. You know, even if you do have like maybe more understanding, even if you do have a good counter to what's being taught, or if you don't think the technique is that good, or if you think you can do it better, it's not the time to let these students and teachers know. Don't be that person. It's annoying to be honest, like, because I, I don't mind discussion and collaboration and open like open forum of learning for sure but especially for your first couple times going into a school just shut up just shut up and like if someone asks you for sure help them out but don't take control of the class there's a couple people that you know when they come into class at higher you got to be careful because if you give them like a little bit they'll just take it all (laughs) you know what I'm talking about yep um like you're, you're a visitor you're a guest it's not your it's not your realm right now. Mm. What do you think, Maddie? I can I, see I'm, thinking. I'm thinking about the kids' class. How so? Uh, some, sometimes, like you know how kids are, they're a bit more liberal with their uh, tangents and all sorts of stuff. Like that's kind of something a kid would do. 
it's like you ask, I don't know, sometimes I see when you ask the kids, you ask them a question and they'll be like, oh, it's my time to talk now. Yeah. I'm in charge of the room. Yeah, yeah. It's like, no, hang on. <laughs> I just I just want like three word answers. Yeah, exactly. Like, and you get, you get a story and it's like, okay. Yeah, so that's what I'm talking about, but just yep. the adult version. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and um, but what if what if he does this? What if he does that? Just yeah, leave yeah. those aside for the moment. You, um, you still don't know this yet. Come on, get a bit more. Yeah, like okay, so sorry. Nobody in that room cares for what you know just yet. You've been in there the first time. Yeah. And look, and they haven't paid you to be there. Like you, we pay for professor. You know, we're all going in there and we're just going to listen when none yes. of us are taking charge in that room. No, you know? like, <laughs> that's why we're there, right? To yeah. listen from him. So. Um, so listen to what's being said. Ask genuine questions if the opportunity is offered. Go in. I think most importantly, people, because look, um, we had a black belt come in from Absolute MMA like just before lockdown finished. Mm. Um, Hugh, what a like awesome dude. Yep. And my Lord, like the the... He had great knowledge. Yeah, you know, I didn't and want we, him near my legs. Well, no, he well he'll get to your legs, like, whether you <laughs> like know, it or not. I know. And so he got to my legs too. And then after the class, I was like, "Hey, Hugh, what we do? What'd you do here? What'd you do there? What'd you do here? What'd you do there?" And he took set like he was telling me. Yeah, yeah. But that's fine because I I asked him, mm-hmm. you know, and like it became a nice um, discussion, you know, and he showed me things and in my school, but I don't mind that, like, and it's not like. So I'm like, we're not, I don't intend here to talk about, to say that, you know, people at the visiting school all have egos, so don't hurt their egos. Like, that's one way to take it. But what I'm talking about here is just this idea of um, just um, being polite and having respect for the other school. Yep. You know, and even Hugh. Hugh didn't like, hey, no, 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 don't do that, do this, do this, do that. And what Hugh did during the, during the whole class, he was repping all the techniques that we were doing. Absolutely. He was repping them. Yep. You know, um, he was helping it, the people. He was he was helping Oscar. Him and Oscar were like were ex- like change, exchanging techniques yep. based on what the class was about. Mm. He didn't come into our class and just say, "No, no, I want to do. <laughs> I want to do two oh, bars today." Oh, you're doing arm bars? Oh, I'll just do yeah, knee bars from two. Yeah, bars. let me just do some knee bars today. It's like <laughs> yeah. no man. Like he he came in and he was on board with what the rest of the class were doing. Yep. And that's really really critical. And that's what that's what um, meant. That meant that I um, enjoyed having him in the class and I invited him back and he came back another for a, for a week he was training with us and yep. I think we all had a great time with that so um, with that being said like when you go into a new school like go there to learn because you will pick things up because you don't know everything um, white belt mentality even if you're not a white belt so if Master Sauer says that he's got a white belt on his head then you can have a white belt on your head too yeah absolutely um uh, this is the big one, and I, I just really want to talk about this a little bit. Um, and that is, Maddie, when you go to a new school, like a different school when you're visiting, don't hunt for submissions. Mm. Don't give it your absolute best. What do you think that means? I'd like to hear your thoughts on that initially. Look, you don't know, to me, what that means is you don't know the intensity they're going to bring. You don't want to go into a gym and just hunt for the kill when they're a nice gym, like, kind of like ours, where we're not a competition gym. You don't want to be, you know, imagine being Bushesha, you know, and then just going into a gym, training with a white belt and just smacking them. Yep. Like, <laughs> you look like an idiot. You look like a dickhead. Yep. Do you want to go, do you want your first impression to everyone else in this new gym to be you looking like a dickhead and just hurting people and, and, or, or giving people grief? Or do you want to be friendly? I, I like to think of one thing Professor said, and it's like whenever you go train in another gym, like when you're traveling overseas or whatever, yep. it's you go in there first time, just let people do what they want to do. Yeah. Let them win they don't care it doesn't matter if they're you're a purple belt they're a blue belt you're a black belt they're a brown purple belt let them do what they want to do let them have it do it going the next day same thing then on the third day they've shown you all of their techniques that's what i got written here maddie uh, it's, part, got, of the, it's uh, part of the article but it's, it's exactly the, the what we're saying it's you, all of a sudden you know what they're going to do and they, you can start to counter it and and it's less of a fight because they have a trust in you too yes if, if i if you walk into the gym and latch onto an e-bar, go, yeah, cool, I got the submission, you crank it to get it, blow a person's knee, 
from a knee bar, like the first impression they have is you just hunting and blowing people. You know what's going to happen after that? They're, they're going to give you the enforcer. The, <laughs> and then the other guy, and then the other yeah, guy, and the other guy. Put you off. They're and they're probably going to try to take your legs as well, to be Absolutely. honest. Absolutely. You know, um, and there's just no need for that. Yeah. Really. You know, so um, as Master's, like exactly what you said, Maddie, I love it. Um, <clears throat> what Master Sauer says, like, there's a couple ways to take this. Like, um, technically, you know, strategically, what Master Sauer is saying is, you know, you're at the poker table, let them show you their cards yeah. first. You don't want to go in there and show them your best, your best hand from the beginning because then you don't have much else after that. You want to go in there, you want to hide your hand. And you want to let your opponents, your partners, you know, these new people, you want to let them show you, you know, and you're not like forcing them to show you, but they're, they're probably going to um, offer. They're going to offer you everything that they have initially because they want to win. So if winning isn't that big of a deal for you, then you're getting like, okay, you might lose, uh, but you're also, you're gaining so much from that, mm. you know. Um, in, in saying that, you won't succumb to their technique. Like you won't just say, "Here, take my arms, take my neck." You know, you're gonna, um, you're not gonna be a walkover. And I think it's really, really important that you're f still focusing on self-defense. You know, uh, protecting your limbs, protecting your neck as always, and especially if you don't know your partner. Yeah, that, that's the other side. You should be going in not to kill, but to not get killed, because maybe they're the competition gym who are going to try and hunt for you and try and blow your knee out yes so i don't really like don't I, give them the opportunity you might be a great i've gone to a new school and there's a really nice guy there we've been chatting for the past five minutes he goes hey man you want to have a roll yeah sure man no worries if i'm too lax and i leave my limbs out i don't know this person mm -hmm. i don't trust them they seem like a nice guy but i don't trust them yeah. and maybe i don't i'm not that doesn't mean that they're assholes but it might mean that their technique isn't like they don't have full control over their technique or they've learned to just, you know, go hard or go home, you know. And yeah. then before you know it, that, they didn't mean to pop your arm, but you walked into a gym, you walk out with a popped arm. Or they are just a crazy psycho and just want to put you to sleep. Yes. And that's and also then, a possibility. You don't know. Yes. So, so like with that being said, you're not going to give your best. You're not going to hunt for submissions doesn't mean that you're being super passive and letting people like walk all over you. That's anything but what that means. It just means feel free to lose and not win. So mm. that means like you might yield to certain positions. You don't know what to yield to. Some negotiate, if you're negotiating, some, some deals aren't the right deals. Like, okay, this person wants to take side control and grab my neck, you know? And it's like, okay, I might give him side control, but he's not gonna grab my neck. Instead, I'm gonna frame and then just wait for my opportunity to go back to guard, for example. Yep. You know? Um, Maddie, the, like strategically, but the way I think about this um, point, as in don't go in hunting for submissions, is imagine you're a visitor um, at your friend's mate's house. You've never previously met this this mate, your friend's mate, okay? New guy. Yep, friend of a friend. Just a friend of a friend. Yep. You've never met him, you know, but you've met up, you're in the same group of people, and he's like, oh, come over first. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we'll have a, I need to go pick us, pick something up from my house and then we'll go out to the pub or where we're gonna go or, you know, whatever. If you're acting with appropriate etiquette in mind, you wouldn't walk like into the person's house, go straight to their fridge, open up their fridge, grab their beer, open it up, turn on the TV, put your feet up on the, like, on the table, you know. Um, no, you wouldn't. Hey, hey, we're gonna have a barbecue in here. That's what we're gonna do. Like, I've never been into this house, but I'm demanding we have a barbecue, okay? Hey, hey, where's your meat? I wanna cook your meat right now. Just That's just rude. Yep. It's rude, right? Um, instead, you might be a little bit, you know, um, oh, I'm gonna say shy, but a little passive, is that the yeah. right word? Like, you know, just kind of sit back a little bit. Yeah, let them. Let them kind of dictate. Their house, it's right? their house, yes. Um, accept that beer for sure if you're offered it. My mum used to, even when I said, if someone offered and I said yes, my mum would get angry at me sometimes. But I was like, man, come on. <laughs> but um, but look, like I would definitely, my mum definitely told me don't ever like go in there and take things from people. Nah, no way. You know, um, that's how I learned to be polite. So with that being said, that's like how you won't go into another school and just enforce your techniques and hunt for your submissions and dictate you, the pace of the roles for yourself and or roll with all the intensity you can muster, muster up. It's just not polite.
No. It's not polite, um, which is, it's important. You know, I think that's a really, really super important point. And then, you know, if, if it happens on the regular, if the third time you go in there, the fourth time, you can start to open up for sure and give it a little bit of a rev and show, show a little bit more. But let the perp- let the people like um, welcome you into their school first. Let them warm to you. Yes, before you become like before you show them like your skill set and want to come out on top. Is that is that um, fair, Maddie? Absolutely. Yeah. How is it not fair? It's res- this is again. It's not just ex- it's all comes back to respect. It's extending beyond the teacher now. It's respect to yourself and to and to the other people within the gym. Yes. Um, there's one there's one story that kind of reflects what I'm talking about perfectly and that's Rylan Lazarus coming uh, Rylan is Max Holloway's teacher and a fellow um, Pedro Sauer black belt he's like I think third fourth degree maybe something like that um, when Rylan came to our school like absolute monster one of professors best black belts and that's saying a lot um, he comes into our no-gi class and just starts repping I was teaching technique and I had Ryland come into my class um, and he started just repping everything as well. And then we had a grapple afterwards. And Maddie, Ryland was just, um, he did not finish submissions. He just got me to a situation where he was like looking at me like, but he waited for me to call checkmate. Yeah. Like he might've had my arm or my neck and he'd just have it there. He didn't need to. And then he'd be like, okay, it's on you. Like, you know, in, whilst we were rolling, it's like he kind of gave me the, the, the remote. It's like, it's on you. And I was like, can I go this way? I was trying, can I go that way? It was just the most beautiful role I've probably ever had, to be honest. And there were times where I'm like, there's just no escape. So I tapped. Mm. But he made me feel like I made the decision to tap. He didn't make it for me. You know, he like, knew there was he, no- it's like if you have an arm, he had, Let's say John Danaher go like um, distinguishes between control and break. Ryland would just be focused on the control. At, at not not once did he ever go for the break or the application of the submission. Yeah, and he showed me how that. to roll with people, mm. like with a- everybody. To be honest, like because now if I have to enforce the submission, like sorry, not enforce, like just force it and go to the break. It's almost like I'm I'm trying to ignore what the counter is going to be. I want to see the counter, mm. you know. And in Ryland's, situ- Ryland's case, he came to my school and he was rolling with the head teacher, and he was submitting me. Like, and I, I'm not I'm not embarrassed about that one bit. No, I wouldn't be. I'm <laughs> like not one bit. But we had an epic roll. Mm. It was so beautiful, and he made me feel just so. Um, he made me feel happy with myself. He tapped me, but I still felt great. Mm. You know, whereas if he came in and just like enforced himself like some other people have, it's like, whoa, man, like... Just crushing you and... Just didn't... Yeah, it wasn't pleasant for anybody. So people, be more like Ryland, especially when you go into different schools. Um, Save the hardcore roles for the competition realm, or at least when you know your friends a little bit better. Mm. Um, Next one. Next one, Maddie. Don't make the visits a habit. This is an interesting one, and I kind of thought long and hard about what I wanted to say to this. Um, so during the PJ, BJJ commune, you know, slowly we transitioned. It was a couple of years, and then we transitioned to, I met Phil and Pedro Sauer Association, and then we went there, and then Phil was saying, like, man, you just got to be careful of those 10 past casual visits. And I'm like, I thought about it and initially like and just based on experience I understand what he's talking about because it's these for the most part as well okay like this is just maybe generally speaking I can definitely talk case by case and see some things some situations that have worked you know some people training elsewhere and some people training here as well but you know it's one thing to visit a school every now and then but if you make that every now and then like a habit and continuously visit it opens up some problems that aren't that are very difficult to manage. So it's like all the things we talked about uh, at point number one. I think it was, you know, tell your coach. Mm-hmm. They basically come back up again. Yep, they, all that comes back. They all come back because it's like one thing. It's like oh, he didn't tell me, 
but then it's like wait hang on why is this guy continuously going there mm-hmm. or from the other school from from both sides why is this person continuously coming to me is he trying to steal my tech no, not steal my, i want to share my techniques well, with everyone but if you it gets to a point it's like if you're coming why aren't you paying for it properly yes and again that casual visit isn't enough no like i could when i teach you jiu-jitsu maddie i feel like it's a seed that like and it's a plant that i am watering honestly like you know to have a big tree you know that which is you but if somebody else keeps coming in and like is loyal to their pre with to their other school and only comes into like to to take and not necessarily give then it's not worth a casual fee yeah. like i don't care for that 20 dollars, 25 even if it was 50 dollars, i don't care like it's not enough because i don't feel like i'm making an investment mm. i feel like it's just a very short-term exchange and i don't like that i don't i'm not necess- i'm not into that i'm not doing this martial art just specifically for the money i want to see you i want to see all the students of higher mm. grow into um potent human beings you know with like beautiful jiu-jitsu skills with beautiful life skills as well so for example like the starters for like the opportunity cost of you maddie going to another school is you not being at high jiu-jitsu and i love when you're at school maddie at higher because like today you train with dave yep and dave needs some help you know and dave could have if you weren't there dave would have been with jazz and then that wouldn't have gone so well. Neither of them would have got much out of no. today's class. No, they probably would have both gotten frustrated at each other, yep. at, you know, at the just the, the ability. And of course I would have switched it up a little bit. Um, but you're an asset to the school. You're an asset on the mat when you show up to class. Mm. So I understand if you're not, if you don't come to hire like, you know, and every now and then you go to another school, I'm not gonna get upset at that. But if you're there every week, couple times a week at that other school, then I'm like, Maddie, what are you what are you doing? Like, like you're not adding to our school. You know, you're not at your home school. You're not learning from me. You'd rather it's like you'd rather learn from that guy. Okay, let him be your coach then. Yeah. You know, you're not helping your teammates. You're not making a, our school a better place with your presence. And I don't mind that every now and then, but not regularly. I don't like that. Is that fair? Yeah, absolutely. I think so. I think it's fair. Okay, for the school that you're visiting, do they now consider you a teammate that they can trust and learn from and confide in? Because you go in there wearing another school's patch, so you're not really part of their school, but you're going in there all the time. How do they treat you? Are they gonna Are they gonna be giving you? You're everything? a nice guy. You are. You know, but are they giving you everything? Are they no. showing you things? There's, are they? You're still an outsider at the end of the day. A little bit. Until you've committed, you're an Until outsider. you're part of the crew, you know, you're part of the community, you're a fully-fledged part of the community. You know what, like, even um, to, to name, when, when Xavier closed down, mm-hmm. those guys came in, but it would have taken them, you know, they came in wearing other people's patches, that's fine, but it took them, like, a week or, or a couple of weeks of consistently coming in before it's like, okay, these people want to be here, and we people just naturally are going to take a bit of time to open up to them. Yes. Right. We now know they're part of the team. At first, it's like, okay, they're coming in to sample our jiu-jitsu, you know, because of whatever circumstances of their gym. Yep. Um, but then you see, okay, they actually want to be part of the gym. They're signing up. They want to be members. We, we're going to be a lot more open and receptive to even just be friendly. Yes. We're still friendly to them, but... If they weren't, right? Like if they... Yeah, but I'm not going to invite them out for beers. Yeah, they're, they're, not getting a, they're not getting an invite to the higher hangout. Yeah, yeah like, that's what I mean. Like, I mean, these boys are. They've stuck around. They're <laughs> awesome. Um, but, you know, I... Yeah, oh, yeah of course. I, I tell you why they're all... Like, they're awesome. Not because they picked our school. I'm no, sure no. there's some other they're, of their old teammates. They're to the gym. Like, they, they give back... E.G., Nick, Ingrisani, uh, my man. He's... Um, yeah, but see, that's the thing about Nick. He came in and he was like, oh, he saw what we were trying to do and he loved it and he bought it. Like, he's like, okay, sign me up. I'm part of this. Yeah. And so, like, um, reciprocally, we yeah. open up our arms and say, my man, come. That's like, you're, you're one of us now, mm. you know? But he needed to take that step, whether it was, like, sewing the patch on his gi, you know, or signing up as a member, regardless of what it is, he's com- making a commitment to the crew and yeah. saying, hey, 
I want to make this place a better space. Yeah, everyone brought him on board. And that's so what happens, you know. Um, okay. Whereas somebody who's not committing mm. to this school, it's different. Like it just that just goes yeah. without saying. There's there's people who've come in um, to our gym and it's the same. You know, I've visit or even when I visit other gyms, it's like yeah, okay, we'll be we'll talk and be nice to each other, but they're never going to invite me out for a beer. Yeah, you know, like and you even if they're friends, like I, I'm going to visit a friend's gym, and I'll go there, but they still won't. Like even though it's a friend of a friend, they were still won't open up. Make you part, yeah, of them. which is fine as well. Because if you really want to be part of them, like sign, be like I'll sign up, sign there, up, yeah. you know, like and be part of them or what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And if you like it so much that you want to go all the time, then what's the problem? You sign know, up. why are you going there all the time? Why are you picking that school over your current school? Like, there's something different. Something's going on. So maybe it's a conversation that you have to have. Yep. You know, um, how much do you expect? Here's another thing. How much do you expect a visiting instructor to cater for you mm. and help you as a non-student of theirs? Bear in mind, they also have many students of their own to help mm-hmm. that pay them directly every month to help make their school better. So I've got you in class and I've got the other student who comes from the other school, you know, a couple times a week. Who am I going to look out for more? Uh, there's a very obvious answer right there. And it's not like I'm going to be an asshole to him. I won't be. But you're going to get everything. He won't. Like, as in he won't get my... I don't see him as a long-term project. Yes. I'll give him a little bit for today so that, you know, I can make his journey better. And I will do that for people. But I'm not going to sweat, you know, over, you know, like... Not going to cater the class to them. No, That's I'm catering the class to you because I care more than anything about you. Because as I said before, you're that seed, you know, that I'm trying to I'm trying to build over the long haul. And that's what I want. That's why I come to school every day. That's why I come to the gym. I don't come to the gym to make the $50 from a casual student. I come to the gym so I can see you and so we can work on the, everything we've been working on together. Um, does that make sense? Yep. You know, what? even like from my point of view, that's a great point. When, when I go to uh, Italy... Yeah. I don't expect him to break down everything he says in English. He's catering to mostly Italians. Yeah, half the people in the class speak English. But I, I expect I don't expect him to re- recite everything. Just give me the basics. Admittedly, I'm a I know what I'm doing, so you can just show me. I don't need too much like yeah. hands-on to kind of figure things out. Um, but I don't expect you to just speak everything in English and give me perfect explanations yeah. when 80% of your, 95, 99% of your classes speaking Italian. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make sense to cater that one visitor. You're also a visitor, you know, yeah. like... Uh, yeah, so you, I still ex- expect something, but, yeah. don't, but don't, like, roll out the red carpet for me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes, and yeah, uh, I... I, lo- I love having visitors from overseas coming in, Maddie, mm. And I, I think, like, I'm happy to roll the red carpet out to them too. Especially if they're Italians. I'm going to, like, use my, like, three words of Italian to yeah, try to nice. explain a whole big jiu-jitsu concept with three words. Fantastic. Throw in a few little English words there. Yep. Usually what happens, people from overseas, I'll try to speak in their language and I'll just annoy them. <laughs> <laughs> but I think they, I don't know, we have fun with it. But I like, I like trying to practice different languages whether it's like you know brazilians coming in or italians or spanish like you know spanish speaking people um and in any case people like yeah yeah yeah, okay but not very well on the mats i speak i speak i speak much better brazilian portuguese on the mats than off the mats because i never really had to use those words oh yeah Yeah. i use i know the words that are i know the jargon the jiu-jitsu jargon you know for on the mats whereas like in greek no i just I don't know what a wrist is in Greek yeah. and like I forget them all and stuff. But um, in any case, people, you know, so yes, like from a school owner's perspective, which is where I'm at now, it's not the casual fees that pay the bills. It's the regular payments from students. And it's, it's not the, it's not the, the casuals that I, that inspire me to keep doing this, you know, and keep building higher jitsu and keep making it a better place. It's the regulars that are in here day in and night and that who have committed their learning and their jiu-jitsu to me and to high jiu-jitsu. They're the people that wake me up in the morning to come to morning class. Mm. And so that's who I'm going to be working with. Um, so, you know, if you want to go all the time to that school and you can, then just sign, like, why don't you sign up there? You know, um, 
Yeah, sorry, I was just thinking like this beautiful analogy for that whole discussion just then. It's like having, uh, you know, a different artist, you know. Each artist has their own vision and distinct style. Different sculptors sculpted things slightly different. Yep. They painted in different techniques. So it's kind of weird in a way to... How, how are you painting your jiu-jitsu picture, for lack of a better word, with two different uh, artists with different styles? So you're going to have an arm that might be a, I don't know, a rena- renaissance, renaissance-style painted arm. Yeah. But then maybe there's a bit more of an abstract painter doing your other arm. There's an art deco guy doing yeah, the other side. Doing your leg. Yeah. And, you know, and they're painting your jiu-jitsu portrait. Right, so. Maddie. That that's that. Thank you so much for bringing that up because I, I, I kind of like I didn't. I kind of glossed over that. Um, so that is for the visitor going to different schools. Yeah, I think they're doing themselves a disservice by learning five different systems at once. Mm. You know, as yes. you're saying, like that painting. Learn from the one guy, and then you can venture off and like just dabble like yeah, in yeah. other stuff. But have one system. You know, and then and understand how to adapt to these little micro changes in in styles yes rather than like you know just having a whole bunch of just crap yeah just i think it's like a magpie so what it does is it like it just goes around um just picking random stuff from like just random bright objects and brings them all to its nest and tries to make a nest out of just random things (laughs) it doesn't make sense um yeah and it just doesn't work it doesn't work for it but it just sees oh my god this is awesome this is this is cool and then he brings it back and then that's cool you know that's why i don't like the um you know some people are going to hate on me for this the bjj fanatics i don't care too much to go out and buy every dvd i just bought another one this morning i don't know man like but yes, I, I understand. There's going to be a lot of great knowledge coming out of that. Yep. I cannot deny it. I'm not above that knowledge. But if what happens when it's, I start getting conflicting information? When one coach says do it this way and one coach says it do it the other way, you know. Well, just know your priorities, I guess. You know. Yeah. So, for example, today. Um, but it becomes a mess. I guess is my point. Once yes. You, once it's a bit you of a mess. Open up too much. Look, go get some videos. You know, maybe you want to go get some Danaher leg locks or or Lockie Giles or whatever it is go get that but yep. don't diversify too much agreed too soon look I mean you've, you've got 40 years to diversify and, and take stuff on yep. don't do it all at a blue belt level we've had we've had some students Maddie, um, that that do that mm-hmm. and I've, I've, I keep telling them whether it's you know BJJ Fanatics or it might even be you know just YouTube basically yeah. You know, they're like, oh, they think it's um, enthusiasm for learning. And I'm telling them to channel their enthusiasm and, and be a bit more specific with what they're learning and what they're exposing mm-hmm. themselves to because our system is the best. <laughs> Sorry, but, um, <laughs> but out like, yes, yeah. I don't even feel bad saying that. Of course, there's spots that can be improved on. I think I like to think of your knowledge as a funnel right it starts like a cone shape it starts filling up from the bottom so it has to be a bit narrower yeah and once you've been doing it for a long time it starts to fill up and it's going to start to get broader and broader the, the higher it goes yeah i'm like a, an inverted pyramid or for yeah but or initially right? it's got to be a bit narrow because yeah. otherwise you're just going to do your own head in once you get to brown belt sure you can start to like go wherever you want yeah uh, you, you know the purple syllabus. and above you know like start yeah. to look elsewhere but before that, man, just really um, just be careful. You know, mm. be careful with what you look for and where you look for it because it's very easy to um, to ruin your understanding, you know, and to kind of mess up. Because that's what we're trying to do, Maddie. If you, if you stay at higher long enough, you'll see that there's a whole system that we're trying to share. And it keeps circling. It keeps kind of going back and um, connecting. We connect the dots all the time from one spot to another. Um, so it's it's makes sense for you to understand the system first and then bring other stuff onto the system yeah. but don't even don't get like a couple points into the system and then be like okay let me go find something else because it's not enthusiasm i think it's been a little bit uh, you've got to have a you know your structural support for building a house before you start putting all the the pictures inside yeah. and your decorations in the house agreed because it's going to be silly how are you going to hang a tv on your wall if there's no uh beam in the wall you're just going to hang it in the chip rock I agree. <laughs> it's just going to fall. Exactly. Nothing behind it. So last one, guys. Check in with your coach post-visit. You know, um, when people go to other schools, I like to hear, hey, like how they went. 
Um, any thoughts they had about the schools, reflections post-visit? Maybe they did something really good. Maybe they had a new little sign-in system. Um, you know, it reaffirms your loyalties and intentions when you come back to your teacher. You know, speak about your experience. It's just part of being like a friend and having an open, open um, conversation. Two you know? way open two-way dialogue. Two-way dialogue. Yes, exactly. Right there. You know, maybe other school did something well, not so well that you know we can learn from. Quick chat goes a long way. So, Maddie, there you have it. Some advice for visiting students. Um, anything else to add there, Maddie? No, I think we nailed it. To be honest, a good good chat. I just want to say one thing to my wife at home. Yo, Adrian. Sorry. <laughs> Yo, Adrian. <laughs> Please be people. Listen. Um, Higher Jiu-Jitsu loves visitors that come in wanting to learn and share good times with the crew. You know, like we really love, I love having visitors over. It's kind of, it's exciting. You know, it's a bit, bit of a change sometimes. Um, with these pointers above, you'll be rest assured that you'll have a, rest assured you'll have a great time and be invited back again anytime. You know, um, if you guys have any thoughts about the above or extra pointers to add, maybe you don't um, believe or like agree with us in any way. Again, open communication. Let's um, like speak to us. Let's have a chat about it. Uh, maybe you've had a different experience you'd like to share whatever people we love your feedback we love your we love ways to improve this is the high jitsu podcast maddie everyone we'll see you on the mat soon take care thanks guys ciao